You have to know the snake. Because the reason many of us are losing is you don't recognize that the snake was talking to you. The same way Eve did not know that it was Satan talking to her. Jesus recognized it. One moment Peter had a revelation that he was the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, oh, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. This is a direct line from my father. But two seconds later, he said, get thee behind me, Satan. One person can be used by God one moment and tomorrow used by the devil. It doesn't mean they are not saved. They are just under the influence. (laughs) Hallelujah. Come on, line them up. Stand, stand. Okay, now take steps. (laughs) Isn't that how they do that sobriety test? The police will tell you to walk to see if you, you know, because the way you sound now, something's messing with you. <laughs> you are not the person I know. You see, when have you ever thought that? You're not the person I know. This is the devil talking through you. But at least you confront your brother or sister and maintain the relationship. No, but that's not what we do in America. I can count in my hands the people that will go to the other person and say, you know what? You know, that thing you said was a problem. And I'm trying to get over it, but you need to help me. Maybe pray for me. Because right now, I don't want to continue my relationship with you. But I know it's the snake trying to steal you from me. I don't know what blessing God has for me through you. That's what he's trying to steal. And many times we're not wise. The Bible told you, be wise as serpents, but be gentle as a dove. Amen. He said, you should be as smart as the demon messing with you. Amen. 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 So when the demon saw that thing, I said, wait a minute. He's trying to steal something from me. Amen. I can't just jump in and get upset and then cut him off. Amen. I don't know what breakthrough is waiting around the corner. Because many times I have received some of my greatest breakthroughs behind some big mess. And when you are told to take the wrong, you refuse. And we make jokes of it. That's why you're breakthrough-less. Paul said you are coming to church. And it's not helping you any. You, you, it's for the worse now. Mm-hmm. Because the snake has crawled in. Amen. Amen. So, where has the snake gotten to you? Amen. What friends did God give you that you don't talk to anymore? Amen. And you keep backing yourself into a corner. Amen. And then after a while, you know, even if you miss from church, nobody notices. Because you've cut off yourself. From all your covenant relationships. Why would you let Satan cause you to miss God's purpose for sending you to a house filled with glory? He says, seducer. 
He's constantly talking to you. He's constantly, you see, because he's jealous of you. Yeah. That's what I discovered. It's be- people are hating you because they're jealous of you. Amen. They want to be like you. Amen. They just won't come out and say it. Amen. Mm-hmm. The enemy was on me. If I go to this pastor's meeting, if I'm quiet, they say he's stuck up. If I say something, they say he's too direct. Yeah. Then the Nigerians say, well, you know, he's not really, really Nigerian. Then Americans say, well, you know, he's African. <laughs> so I don't fit anywhere. And that's why I say I'm from Fayetteville. <laughs> what am I going to do? The only problem is that I'm prosperous. That's the only problem. You have to face it. When people cannot find their personal breakthrough with God, they hate anybody. And they say, well, I'm holier than you. I preach better than you. I work harder than you. Fine. I'm not the one paying. Evidently, the boss doesn't think so. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Watch now. This text, he says, so for, for first of all, when you come together in the church, I hear that there be divisions among you. And he says, I believe. and I partly believe. Mm-hmm. Watch. Paul says, I hear that there are divisions among you. He said, but I, I You notice he didn't swallow it, hook, line, and sinker. Amen. He said, I partly believe it. Ask yourself, when did you ever hear something and you partly believed it? Amen. Most times when we hear something, we add our own juice to the tail. Amen. We give it wings. <laughs> we embellish it. Yeah. Did you actually see this happen? Oh, well, you know, uh, this one said, he said, well, do you know how many people had that story before it got to you? You remember? I don't know if you ever heard of it, but it happened years ago. They sat 10 people down, and they told the first person something. I said, I repeat it to the other person. At the end of the 10th person, they didn't recognize the story. It has completely changed. Mm-hmm. Now, the man had wings. <laughs> you know? He said, I partly believe it. You need to see these mysteries in the Bible you're reading. I partly believe it. So the next time the snake comes to you, don't jump in. He's trying to steal something from you. Amen. Amen. If you didn't need us, God won't send you here. Come on now, say that. If the devil is telling you you don't need anybody, slap him. You need everybody in here. You don't even know how grace works. You don't know that when you are walking, just entering the sanctuary, and you look at somebody and they smile at you, you don't know what that did to your spirit. Amen. Try hanging around grumps. <laughs> and see what happens to your spirit. Amen. It's a joy in this messed up world to see anointed people. Hallelujah. Amen. People that are talking in tongues. Hallelujah. Amen. People that are praising God with joy. Amen. And nobody's making them to hallelujah. We can celebrate it. Hallelujah. 
So first of all, when you come together in the church, I hear that there'll be divisions among you, and I hardly believe it. But watch this. For there must be also heresies among you, that they which are proved may be made manifest among you. Isn't that strange? How God determines, how God bears witness. He said there are heresies among us, so that those that are proved by God can be made manifest. Isn't that something? He said there are heresies. And when you go look up what heresies mean, it's not telling you that it's some doctrine that says that Jesus Christ is not Lord. Is heresies come from independent people that are not submitted to anyone. So while you are preaching, they have their own opinion. He said, how do you know those that are not approved? They will start whispering in your ear against the altar. He said, they are there so you know who is approved, who is not. How do you know you're approved? Because when the heretic comes to you, there's something in you that says, no, 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 I don't need this. I don't want to hear this. Mm, You're trying to mess up my breakthrough. I am so hungry right now. I feel like I'm just about to turn the right corner. I can't hear your stuff. Get thee behind me, Satan. That's how, he said, that's how God lets you know those who are approved. Just listen to them. You know who is approved and who is not. Because those that are approved are connected to the altar. They believe in the words from the altar. Hallelujah. They're experiencing the same grace while they pray. They're hearing from God the same way. Hallelujah. Hmm? <laughs> I mean, you just, you hear testimonies. You, 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 you are edified. Huh? I, I mean, I was, I was coming out of the sanctuary yesterday, and I saw Nate and his wife. And they, he just walked up to me and gave me the biggest hug. You know, I thought about that hug since yesterday till now. <laughs> You see now, it will be something for you to say, oh, give me a hug. And they give you the side pat. I said, well, if you don't want to hug me, then just go on. <laughs> but watch, it's another when somebody's heart is open to you. That's what I'm describing. Huh? It feeds you. It gives you life. Amen. When true love is coming at you. Amen. I mean, he opened his big muscles and arms and just grabbed me and said, thank you. Thank you. I said, I I was just thinking about it because I don't know if it was a Wednesday or Sunday or whenever, but I looked at him and said, hey, you're going to pay off your house before time. Hmm? First of all, he believed it. Amen. Come on now. Secondly, he gave us a testimony. But he applied for that project manager position, and they laughed at him and said, okay, now you're not qualified. And all of a sudden, God has done something, and all the project managers on his job quit. And now he's the only one. How dreadful is this place 
Lord, make the blessing permanent. In Jesus' name. Crown him with money. You can't buy that. That's love coming at you. Feeding you. Strengthening you. Money can't buy it. The glory will give it to you. I just wanted to testify of something that happened earlier this week that um, now that I've received this word and the word from Sunday, I now understand what that means in the practical. Um, Sunday morning, I was putting my finances together for a tithing offering, covenant seed. And when I checked my account, I saw that a bill that usually hits at the end of the month, the 28th, actually came out a few days early. And that brought me to a point in my account that I was either going to give my tithe, my seed, and my offering, or I was not going to so that I can eat and my family can eat for that week. I had a decision to make. And now that I heard the word from Sunday, I understand now that God has been periodic, periodically and systematically proving his faithfulness to me. And he's been allowing me to experience things that appeared as lack in order to monitor what my response would be. Apostle made that clear Sunday. But that morning before the message, I saw what was left in my account, and I know my seed, I know my tithe, I know my offering, and it was the same amount. So, for the first time in a long time, I actually had boldness to say, God, I know that you will take care of me. I'm giving my tithe, I'm giving my seed, I'm giving my offering. And I smiled, I put my phone away, I closed that account, and I came to church. Now, what happened during service for me was so peculiar because God just kept directing the apostle in my direction. Over and over and over again, he crowned me with money. He pronounced prosperity. He just kept on blowing winds of glory in my direction, the saxophonist's direction. And I received all of it. Knowing I ain't got no money in my account, but it was mine anyway. So the next day, I walk up, and I have so much strength from what Apostle was ministering towards me and into the congregation. And I'm still looking at this account, and I'm like, all right, my family got to eat. Um, I don't got any money. But I just decided, between me and my wife, to just laugh at it. Like, I literally text her, I have no money in my account, and I sent her a meme. And we laughed. And... At the end of that day, we decided, you know what? Between the few dollars we have together, we're going to put it together. We're going to go to the store, and we're going to try to fabricate a week's worth of meals out of the few dollars. So we go to the store. We go to Publix. Publix is not inexpensive. It's one of the most expensive places to get food. I don't even know why. But we go to Publix because it's right outside my, my neighborhood. And we start walking around. I would have gone to Kroger. Exactly. But, but this, is, this is part of the testimony. We started walking around Cro uh, Publix, excuse me, 
And I'm itemizing every little thing that we put in the account. We're like, you know what? If we put these ingredients together, we can stretch a few meals out of this. If you make some pasta or something, I say it's like, yeah, I got you. I can whip this up. We're going to be all right. So every single thing that we put in our account, I'm just adding the, the, the total. I'm adding the total, adding the total. We get all the way around Publix, and we start heading towards the checkout. We get to the checkout, and because that day I decided not to eat because we didn't have any food, I didn't eat. And all of a sudden, all the hunger from that day just hit me at one time. <laughs> so as the lady is ringing up our food, she gives me the total. And I just turn around. I'm like, OK, I see a few dollars. We have a few dollars. I'm just going to grab a snack and give it to the lady. And that will keep us in our little budget. I grabbed the snack. It was some peanut M&Ms. Those of you who know me, that's my favorite snack. I grabbed some peanut M&Ms, Terrence share size. When I turn around, she hands me a receipt. I'm like, okay, I want to put these peanut M&Ms on this, this, uh, this purchase. She said, oh, I'm so sorry. I've already rung it up. I will just ring that up separately. So she rings it up. I have my hand in my card, and I pay for the peanut M&Ms. She hands me another receipt. I'm like, um, okay. And then she's like, what, did I do something wrong? I'm like, uh, maybe I should pay for the other stuff, too. She's like, what are you talking about? You already paid. And I'm like, huh, what are you talking about? She's like, you already paid. I wouldn't have given you a receipt if you hadn't paid. So I'm holding a receipt, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, did I swipe my card without thinking? I might have. It's possible. And I'm like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. So we walk into the car, or the, my truck. And I'm looking at this, the receipt, and I'm, out of, and I'm looking at them like, these are all my items, all of them. But I know I didn't swipe my card. So I get, we get in the truck, put all the groceries, a week worth of groceries in the truck. And I'm like, I say, look at the account. And she looks at it, and the account only registered one purchase, and that was the peanut M&M's for $2.60. Everything else, I have a receipt for it. And nothing went to my card because I did not swipe it. <laughs> I know I did not swipe my card. God gave us a week's worth of groceries for $2.60. <laughs> I have the receipt. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> and, and even now, like, I told my wife, I was laughing. I'm like, even at work this whole week, people have been volunteering to pay for my lunch and they know I can eat so I still haven't even had to reach in my pocket for the money that we put together we still have that and I've been eating good I've been eating baked chicken and collard greens and mashed potatoes and, and cornbread for lunch and I haven't paid for anything all week God is faithful talking to this pastor and he said to me well so how was uh, father's day so it was a blessing we had a great time and god gave my daughter this song and and uh, the people blessed me he said well really he said well in my church it's just for all the men there's, there's no recognition of the father of the house i said well i didn't do that to you <laughs> I don't know why people keep hating me. You asked me how it went. 
And then when I tell you, you get upset. Well, preach your stuff. But the snake continues to come, trying to mess up your relationship, having somebody say something, yeah. somebody look at you a certain way, somebody shrug their shoulder when you walk past them, mm. you know, this and that and the other. Mm. Don't let the snake win. Stop him. Amen. You have to know who is talking to you. Stop it. The Bible says a heretic. After the first and second admonition, reject. Maybe I'll show it to you next Sunday. He said, reject a heretic. You correct them one time, correct them second time. He said, after that, don't correct them anymore. Just cut ties. Amen. Amen. Why? Because Satan has impregnated them. Yeah. Satan has impregnated them. So if God published a list this morning about those that approved the Resurrection House for all nations. Will your name be on it? Will your name be on his list of those that are approved? Those that are approved. He said, that's why we have heretics among us. You see, it's, it's like somebody undressing you in public. If I say something to my children that I love, and then somebody among us goes and tells the enemy. You know, that, that's like a rape. But you see, but I recognize that's the snake trying to mess my heart up so I can't flow in the glory. That's what I keep trying to show you. You have to recognize the snake and deal with him as the snake so you don't continue to fall into his trap. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. It's because it's treacherous. Yeah. Amen. You have to grit your teeth and do it. Amen. You know, right now how I feel, I just want to bust your lip, but I need my breakthrough. I just, I just have to take the wrong or endure the wrong, one or the two. Let me or maybe start with enduring until I can take it. Because I can't act out what I feel. Hallelujah. I'll end up behind the, you know, on the back of a squad car, right about how, right now how I feel. You grit your teeth and do it. Amen. That's what faith is. Amen. Faith is not just for believing for a job. Faith is having the strength to act right. Amen. When your emotions won't... Beloved, every promise God has made has conditions. And many of us don't know we have failed it has over and over and over again. And you are hindering yourself from the release of the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness that will cause you to reign in life. Nobody tells you this is a test. This is an emergency test. No, like they do with the broadcast. This is an emergency broadcast test. And you get that uh, uh, horn. No, no, no. You're not told it's a test. You have to know it's a test. Particularly when you see things repeating, then you know that the Lord your God is trying to prove you 
for greater things. Remember, Abraham ended up being the father of faith because he passed the test of sacrificing his son. God did not stop him until he had actually lifted the knife to kill Isaac. <laughs> this one is the most exciting one for me, that Isaac earned his way into that same covenant that God declared he is the God of Isaac because as a teenager he surrendered to the will of his father who tied him up and lifted the knife to kill him and he rose from that altar not bitter against God. Ah! God said, yeah, I will attach my name to your name. <laughs> Ooh, beloved, we are failing so many tests and remaining bankrupt. We are sharing truth to deliver you, to give you a destiny, give you huh? the promise of an abundant life, a land flowing with milk and honey. That's what your Heavenly Father has for you. We're just showing you how to get there. Call today, 770-994-3777. Prime ministers will agree with you in prayer. The gifts of the Spirit will flow. You will hear from God. Amen. As always, put your seed in the ground. It's a privilege for you to sow into the glory of resurrection. Miracles will happen. Every dollar you sow into our missions, hey, you don't know life-saving seed. Why did we do the hospital in the first place? I went home and I asked about this one, dead. That one, dead. That one, dead. I said, wait a minute. These deaths are not natural. This is due to poor uh, uh, medical facilities, lack of care. So we have to do something. I'm so excited about the ambulance now because with the cell phone, everybody has a cell phone over there now. You can call and the ambulance will come to the house and pick you up. Particularly in the rainy season, the roads are so bad. The people can navigate. Motorcycles can get through the, the, the pool of water. Many places you have to walk in the woods to get past. I've been in my car and I've seen old women begging that I would stop and ferry them across. You just don't know what we're enjoying in America that people overseas don't have. <laughs> Support Resurrection of All Nations charities. We are getting the job done as much as uh, uh, the big na national names. We are getting the job done. We are drilling the water. Yes, we are providing medical care. Yes, we're taking care of widows. Yes, we're doing all these things. We don't have to toot our horns. So into this land, your life will not be the same. Amen. And amen. These are life-changing words, turning the soil of your heart around eh, for greater productivity and breakthrough. Receive the blessing today in Jesus' name. Tell somebody about the voice of resurrection. Come and worship with us and forget time. Just flow with the Holy Ghost. It's God that has kept our services the way it is. It's not something I'm doing deliberately. 
People are saying, shorten the service so you can grow. I'm not interested in that. I want to continue to experience God. Every time you walk through our doors, you know that you will encounter God. That's all I care. God bless you. We love you. We will conclude this week tomorrow. Bye-bye.